Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Bale Vulmar, the Channeler. I'm JD. I'm playing Ukaz Kozaked, the Skirmisher. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Anep Ra, the Monster Hunter. And I'm Zach, your Dungeon Master for this series. And this is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us at ChimeraCast on Twitter and Instagram. left our wary group of warriors just as they had entered the city of Paru. They had smelt something fishy with Inji and had the eking feeling as if they were being watched behind the loosely guarded but heavily silked covered walls of Paru as you crossed the threshold and felt spied upon. Definitely basically coming to the conclusion, if I remember correctly, Inji stinks and I don't know exactly what's wrong, but I smell foul play in, yeah. in some aspect. And it's like if we try to leave... It doesn't seem like that would be the they may they may try to stop us, so we should at least hear them out. Yeah, right. Yeah, we were all kind of considering not doing this, is what it sounded like, but also yeah, felt yeah. like we didn't really have much choice, at least at this point. So cool. Yeah, that 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 all sounds good to me. Yeah, you guys cross the threshold, and you find I think, well, I don't know if any of you have had. I I I guess Bale, you would be the closest. To having a more traditional sense of like how a city center would look around mercantile, like yeah, you know, because I mean, cause a oddly shaped city, but it's still like a, it's a well sized city. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, from that end of the spectrum, nothing, nothing looks out of sorts. Obviously, for Ukaz and Anep, it might seem a little bit strange to you, just because again, Anep, you've been out at sea for so long, and obviously before that you had spent time also at sea, right? Like, going port to port, maybe getting time in the city, but... Yeah, my knowledge is port towns, not not much of, like... Is this, is this on the sea? I don't remember. Uh, it's not it's not far away. It is inland from it, but it's not, like, right up abreast to the ocean itself. Yeah, I would know I would know port towns, but not, like, cities proper very well. Exactly. And, and in that way, you see very, very fancy merchants, people selling... Beautiful rugs, trim laces, things of this nature, more fineries. Uh, each of you, tell me something that really, really stands out to you as like a, what would be considered a luxury item that maybe, you know, we'll, we'll definitely start with you, Bale, because I think like you have the best barometer for that versus yeah. like I think Ukaz's idea of luxury item might be something that's potentially just sparkly and <laughs> isn't actually expensive. <laughs> like, you know, so just to give yeah, you that yeah. board to bounce off of, I think you have a more, uh, I think you have a much more standard sense of that. So it's it's not so much a uh, like an individual item, but there's a uh, a lot of people because this is like a hot climate or like more a warmer climate area, correct? Yes. It yeah, is. yeah. I think there's a lot of palanquins that are being born with like that are closed in by uh, like silk curtains and stuff that really show that there's people in this city who who hold a lot of wealth or a lot of like individual importance. What but, are palanquins? So it's they have like four people carrying them. Mm-hmm. They're like the sedan chairs that you can ride on people's shoulders. Got it. Got it. Yeah. A person drawn carriage, basically. Yeah. 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 Okay. Pretty yeah. much. Showing that kind of status. Right. They're, like, up above the crowds. They're up above the, like, hot and stink. They probably have people fanning them. Yeah, I guess Bale doesn't know if they're, they're, they're like, of religious, people of religious importance or just, like, wealthy merchants. But, yeah, it's like a a station, a wealth status sort of symbol. Uh, Ukaz definitely sees somebody, and it can be be up to you whether somebody's, like, wearing it or selling it. But I I see, like, a color of dye that I've never seen before. Uh, so I don't know if you have a particular like color vision in your head of what Peru like would have Paru would have. If you do, you should say what the color is. If not, I can come up with something. Uh, that's interesting, actually, because I suppose one of the one of the things I was interested in was the very distinct like 
colors of like cream, like off white and things of this nature that are very pristine. I saw the people of the the higher the higher regimes like having a notes that like you know like when you have like a hint of like a a pink on top of it or like a a blue but it's it's very much like almost like a white garment it's just like a a touch of it near the ends and stuff like that and yeah if that if that kind of sparks your interest like take that as you would but the the backdrop being that it feels very pristine and clean like a white base so it's not deep dark purples things of that nature i like the idea of it being a subtle thing that catches your eye that's kind of interesting Mm -hmm. also Mm mm-hmm is like it's it's a flamboyant subtle thing. Yeah. I'm into that. So I think that maybe that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing these like shades of of off white that have like an underlying tone to them but aren't that color necessarily and I'm definitely into that. So So um, is this more of a is this more of a process that is different than it is the actual color it sounds, sounds like. Sounds like it. Like these are made in a certain way yeah. that that is unique to this place that I've never seen before, which is cool. I'm super into that. I'm going to need some money. I'm going to need to buy some of that later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there are um, several stands on the side because we're in like the merchant area, right? Yeah, totally. There are people yelling back and forth, bartering over things. There are fortune telling stands all over the place and not like a few, but there are several and they all seem to be making quite a bit of money. I love that. People reading palms, people reading. There's got to be something interesting else that people read. People reading people, they read irises. They read people's irises. Oh, cool! So you 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 go up and you you know, you pull your lid down, and they they look into your eye and read your irises. That's super cool. That's very great. So do they all have like big lights and magnifying like primitive magnifying glasses? That's, and that's that's, that's the really thing cool. that's uh like that's that shit is ho- that would like, also the be lamps the are probably item, magic right? or yeah like they're yeah, making yeah. these like powerful lenses like that's already a unique thing that would also be some other kind of interesting manufacturing process something about the sand here lets them make really fine glass right? yeah yeah and they're all and all the glass is, is different colored and tempered strangely so they can get different readings from them oh I, I need to check i need to check like your the blues that drop down yeah like yeah, i need to check yeah. your yeah, blues yeah, exactly, so they yeah. put a filter so only the blue yep. comes through that's cool. Yeah. And and every everybody's got their they like this this is the the gold one is the one that truly tells you the future. You yeah. have to you don't trust the blue. No, it, it's like and the blue is it like it, it depends on what time of year you were born and it becomes like this yeah, whole yeah. kind of thing where it's it's almost like a the star chart thing like of like what, what what colors are ascendant when you're born. Well, it sounds like you might be exploring that more than just a a, a gaze. There oh yeah, on up. I, I it sounds like I've like wandered in and I've get I've gotten brisked into one of the under one of the tents. Probably the closest one, I would assume. This is actually funny. What if I can totally picture like both Anep peeling off into a fortune teller's booth and then myself peeling off to like a a makeup salesman like booth. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then yeah. suddenly Bale's like, ah, oh, what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think that is what happens. Like, Bale isn't as uh, distractible in a city situation as the two of you because well, it's you're like much more used to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like Ugh, crowds again and like oh, people. Hello, good young man. Are you looking to understand the proclivities of the ancient and ancestral, the future and foremost, the the greatest of mountains and the the lowest of valleys, the fires, the waters. And see, I know exactly what your problem is. The camera just shows, like, the side, the weird side of Adep's face for a second before. And what is that? You were born under the wrong color. You've been living your life so ridiculously. A man who thinks he's born of, and he looks around you, the earth, thinking that he was... Someone who could ingrain himself into the browns and the maroons of existence. No, no, you, you've been a bright star your whole life. Gold, a beautiful color for a man of your spirit. That is what has been wrong with you. And he pulls out a small lens, and for a small fee, and he, he clicks it over, to us, over his eye, almost like a glass. It's like a, a, a an old, a, what are those things that, the you know rich assholes a monocle. Use a monocle like he's got a, a monocle with a, a small yellow tint to it i could help you to understand exactly the wrong choices you've made in your life uh what was it again you said your name was 
I don't believe that I did. My name is Anapra. Anapra, yes, indeed. He talks right over you as soon as you say it, as if he was overly familiar with who you are. Um, uh, <laughs> how, 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 how much? Well, Anup, you see, in my line of work, and he's examining your eyes, upfront payment isn't necessary. Wonderful. Would you like to sit down? <laughs> Absolutely. And he, he lets you sit down and they go to work. Ukaz, you said you were looking at someone who was selling makeup. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at these, like, all of these white kind of pastel, stark makeups. And obviously I still have my giant eyes from scouting uh, out in the field, like, on, right? So I'm clearly wearing a shit ton of makeup that would absolutely not be in style. I just realized how much I stick out in this crowd. You stick out so sorely. Especially if everybody's wearing white. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so many, many are. Uh, obviously, the peasants aren't, but yes, many of the rich are. The people purchasing, you seem out of you seem out of sorts as far as like people gathering around this cart. I I have a quick question. I'm sorry, I don't mean to like interrupt with the flow of things, but does that mean if everything is like super pale creams and almost like shades of white, mm -hmm. that like is cleanliness super important? And like a, a status. That was what I was uh, reading. Yeah, like that's what I would assume. I, uh, like I think, that's, I think the lower yeah. like whites would be expensive, but also extremely difficult to maintain. Like as soon as you walked outside, yeah, that's yeah. why people who are rich use palanquins, is because yep. they don't want to get yep. dirty. I think it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, and if, that's, the, if that's these are like the I was finest, taking it cool. as well. Yeah, the finest colors, the finest dyes are these like subtle whites. Then yeah, yeah. Rad. That was just a thought I had. And Hell I was yeah! Like, no, this, I, is, this I could be like an important cultural like thing to lean into, maybe. Yeah. Of like, oh, you guys are gross. <laughs> like, yeah. You're all no, you all look horrible yeah, yeah. compared to the people who actually have money. Do actually have money to spend? Right. So I think I think you've you've made your way to the cart and you're observing, and yes, someone will come over to you because, well, dear, do you fancy maybe uh, getting something for yourself to maybe clean up a little bit? I think that I'm looking like over. There's probably like what little sample like jar bottles like underneath like white paper just to show off the color like the, the 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 subtle color underneath the undertone of it all and i let out like a low whistle and i'm just like i've i've never seen something like this how do you how do you make this die you must tell me now you see i can't give away all of my secrets upon the first meeting usually Repeat customers start to understand my true process. Now, if you were to make yourself a customer, I'm sure that... It's difficult for me. I, uh, I'm i not sure where I should even start. Mm. And I, like, pick one up and, and look at it and, like, try to try to catch light, light in it and set it back down. And, and I'm looking at all of them, like, I probably should wear something more appropriate when I go to meet the Empress. And I'm, I'm hoping that this... Mm -hmm. I think she titter she titters at the Empress, right? Like that that that's much more a hopeful like oh yes oh yes I have many who say they have appointments with the Empress, my dear. And she shoots a a glance over to the a couple of customers who are robed in white who have also noticed you uh, poking around the, the the mascaras and the in the face in the face paints. I would. Uh, I want to point out that I think that there's an opportunity here also to be like, I think the the color applic like it's like blood type kind of thing. Mm. Or um, I think that the the subtle colors are supposed to be representative of your personality type, mm. and and it's uh, you know, if it's pervading outside of just this fortune telling booth, I kind of realized. But we're Ooh. talking about these really subtle dyes where it's like, oh, I'm a I'm a blue, right? Like. That that was kind of the the speech that I was getting a minute ago. It was like you should not you should uh, not you should give up the greens and the browns and move to the golds, right? Yeah, I I like the idea too of like using it in political situations of how you want to project yourself, right? Of like, oh, he's wearing shades of red. Yeah, and like passionate, yeah, yeah, passionate, yeah, yeah. and wants to. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, this is fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just interesting that it's all understated at the same time. Like that's like a cool. I'm almost thinking of it like like they would weave this into clothing, like uh, you know how jeans have a like a weft, so there's like the outside color of jeans mm -hmm. and then the inside color of jeans, and like you can kind of see 
like how the inside color this is like raw denim yep oh i know that people oh yeah so it's like it's like that right where like you can still kind of tell that it's there but it's not like you would never just wear it on the outside that's cool yeah i think if i'm like looking over this i'm like what what do you think would be what do you think would be best my dear if you're going to introduce yourself to the empress i think you should be bold and she she pull she pushes forward like that that soft rose like what would be considered like red in the, in this kind of territory that we're working with you should show them that your spirit is unbreakable because i can tell that it is and she she gestures towards your elaborate eye makeup that you have on now though maybe in a language i don't speak uh, i'm like nodding as if I yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you get cold. You get cold red really easy. Um, I say right. as though I didn't just. Uh, as well. uh, I'm, I I pull out one of the pearls, and I'm gonna set it on the on the counter. Is there like a little jar, like a little basin or whatever that they like would make transfers between? I would like set it in that. One hundred percent. There is a beautiful basin. Oh, my dear. I don't have any of the way of your coin just yet, but I trust this would do. Uh, so you, you plop that into the, the basin, and she picks it up. My dear, this is... Hmm. It would seem you know a little bit more about the makings of what we have here than you let on. This is sufficient. Now, maybe, and it's just between us girls... And and she adds like the the ashen color. This might accentuate what you're looking for a little bit. So she adds like a a, a soft gray cool. as well to it. I like nod my head. I appreciate your advice to uh, someone who's new, Madam Sirli is my name. And you can call on me if you want to, my dear. I'm happy to meet with you and give you advice about meeting. The Empress, any time. Thank you, Sir Lai. I'm sure I'll be seeing you again. Uh, and then I, like, wink with one of my little eyes within the big eyes that are makeup on. And then I turn and leave. And then I'm like, oh, shit, where are my friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not too far away. Bale, what have you been doing? So, anyways... <laughs> Oh, I'm with Lancers. Yeah, that's, I think, also what's kept you on, on course. Yeah, yeah. I live in the far part of town. I've got to go there. I've got to take care of the masters of the, of the, would you like to come? Would you like to see where I live? Or maybe you're better to sleep. You've had a long journey, lots of flowers. Bale's looking at him like, uh, why, why did they leave me alone with this idiot? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, because they're saying like, something he's like, about you. <laughs> yeah, he's like looking around at, at like the crowd where his friends disappeared. Like, oh fuck. Uh. He's like, I could show you, Mister. Like, well, it's fine. I get it. No one ever wants to hang out <laughs> with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Blaze is basically like. Asking me what I want to do. Yeah. I want to find my idiot friends. I'm feeling that. Yeah, Bale's looking around for, like, as he's talking with Lancer, he's, like, glancing around. Looking for either his friends or more specifically because NG hasn't been particularly uh, honest with us about, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking for, like, a seedy-looking tavern or inn. Like uh, a place that Bale knows that he can go and like speak the universal languages of like the street tough. Uh, roll to realities. <laughs> Hello, fellow youths. That is a nine. Uh, yeah. So, what is useful or valuable to me? I think is like the obvious question to ask for discern realities. I think that's great because I think you're looking for. I'm looking I... for a specific type of place, right? And you don't find a tavern, but you find someone hawking their wares. You walk down the lane far enough, and you find people who are selling things that are less beautiful. 
you you hear someone and he's calling out, "Don't turn to the other side. Don't come back walking around dead. Eat this every single day and you are guaranteed that when you die, you're dead." <laughs> 5 gold bits and he's he's just holding out what looks like a an uncut marijuana stem like like that that huge oh, chalk cool. of like nasty it's kind of like ditch weed more or less gotcha so i have two questions do i know if this guy is a grifter right like this to ryan this seems like an obvious grift but like this is a world that where magic actually works yeah in a continent that bale is like new to mm. like is this a thing that like is he is this legitimate or is it you know Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, it's a fair question. He's like asked a question within a que- within a. I mean, like, I would just, I would argue that he would have to know whether it's actually useful or not for it to answer the question. What's useful? Yeah, and yeah, that might be. Otherwise, a, it doesn't answer it. Yeah. So spot like, he would only be interested okay. in this dude because he knew that it was useful or valuable, which he already asked, which is how he found this guy, right? So that answer should be built into. He shouldn't have to yeah, discern anything yeah. more. Is my argument. Otherwise, he doesn't know if it's useful or valuable. Oh, oh, I like that. Well, I think that's a. F- oh yeah. Well, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. Ha- like the, opti- to, the optics of ha- that like, work. It doesn't answer yeah, the does question it. if he would have to roll again. Otherwise, you didn't answer it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. And there, therefore, because uh, I was looking for like a shady figure, so I'm assuming that this is a grift. And I think yeah. that that's right. And I okay. think it. it l- let's follow that then. I had a different idea, but I really liked like. Nah, it's it's a sham. Okay. It's a sham. Then my second question is: How do the people of Paru? Because of their weird relationship with like gods and, the, you know, that magic is maybe more a part of the everyday life when your gods are walking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they feel about just people using magic publicly? Mm. Why don't you just ask him? Is what it sounds like to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think that either Bale has had this conversation with Inji before, or he doesn't know. And I think I think this is a this is a fair line of inquiry. I think in this world, definitely magic is a more happenstance thing in the sense of yes, the gods are there. Whether it's actual magic or men claiming to be gods, things of this nature, it's probably more accepted as a thing that exists within the world yeah. than it is like on your on your fucking you know country range where they're where they're where they're growing crop right. Like where it's like, oh yeah. fuck, magic! No, nah, that shit doesn't exist. You know, until they saw, until they actually saw it. Right. These people probably do. They believe, you know, that in that in that type of thing. So I I imagine magic is a little bit more uh, happenstance. Probably it's diluted by the fact that a lot of tricksters or pseudo magicians, pseudo wizards are trying to plant themselves within this world to gain rank, what have you, or followers, things like that where it may not be actual magic like we saw with the laws earlier where it's like he wasn't deified in any kind of real way he was just a murderer but you better believe he claimed that it was it was the power of your your devotion that empowered me to to slay thousands gotcha yeah so bail walks up to this guy does he start giving me the pitch like five right gold five gold and that gets you an eternity of rest, my friend. Rest that no other can claim outside of the walls of Paru. You've seen them, the dead, walking amongst us. Wouldn't you and your family like to know that they can die happily? You you first mentioned, like, gold bits. Are the coins here, like, breakable? Because you said, like, five gold bits. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And so then I started thinking about what they're what they use for currency. Like, do they use what if their coins are like are like bars and then they break into squares like Hershey's? That's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. That's pretty fun. <laughs> are actual bars worth a little bit more? Un in, intact bars, probably. Yeah, yeah. That it's at least a sign of someone who hasn't had to break their bars apart to right. pay for something. Oh, that's that's fun. So like. Oh, it's like a yeah, another status thing of like, oh, I can pay for things with whole bars. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. Well, can you guarantee that it's going to work? Guarantee that it's going to work, my friend. Look at my family. And he gestures over and you see 
uh, four corpses that are like half submerged in the ground, but are sticking out, and you see like the that ditch weed like shoved in their face and in their eyes. These people are perfectly preserved. They're going nowhere. I see. I I recently encountered the the dead for the first time out on the road getting here. My, I'm so sorry to hear that, young man. Uh, thank thank you. Listen, uh, can you? I am new in Paru. Could you perhaps give me the uh? What is happening here? What's what is uh? The unofficial story of things. Oh, you spike his interest, and he uh, luxuriates in his salt and pepper mustache, twirling it around. Now you're asking for something even better than death, my friend. Secrets. And he lets that sibilant aspect hiss on for a long time. I would be more than happy to help you, but it might cost something. Then he he taps the the side of the yeah, side of his yeah. robes. So Bale like nods and walks over to like where the the disturbed ground around the corpses is. And can I pick up like are there like any pebbles and stuff in there? Sure. Like, okay. It, <laughs> yeah, he picks up like a handful of them, and then I'm going to I have I took Bender of the Elements because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't have any money. Yeah. But uh you contr- your control over your primary element extends beyond your body. When you manipulate something in the nearby environment made of your primary element, roll plus con. Can I do that and turn these into like pyrite bits? <laughs> mm. I mean, by yeah. pyrite, you could make them legitimately precious gems. Well, I gold? guess I could make them yeah. legitimately gold. Yeah, that just like, seems just, like just but, go for it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, just go for gold. That's what you want. Like, yeah, go for gold. Okay. Yeah. I think it's great. There's like a list of stuff I can choose from because you can like use this to hurt people too. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, I just wanted to hold a particular shape. Yeah, and makes yeah. perfect sense to me. Oh, uh, baby. yeah, that's a thirteen. Yeah, there. I mean, you you <clears throat> create effects only of a perfect gold bar. Yeah, I I make sure that he sees like these pebbles turn to gold in my hand, and I I'm gonna hand him. Will will this will this do? Now now now, hang on. Let me see that you scoundrel. And he starts chomping on it, chomp chomp chomp. Uh, he kind of flexes it to make sure it's not just going to break easily, right? Like he know he know he knows how a a, a gold bar should break into gold bits. Hmm. I like the cut of any jabs you write in the chest. Your jib, my friend. <laughs> Now, and he slides that right into his pocket. I have a proposition for you. I don't usually offer this to many people, but have you ever heard of the city of Rongrakam? Ha! By your immediate pause and silence, I assume you haven't. Well, I've been doing some research, and I believe this is my next destination to make my fortune. You see, in Rangrakam, they are, how do you say, not quite up to our height. And I believe, no, I know, if I were to go there, I could become a god. They would look up to me, and with your smithy ways about the gold standard, perhaps you and I could both (laughs) be gods in Rangrakam. What say you? Uh, listeners at home, just so you know, Rangarkam is a dwarven city that has been overtaken by the dead and is a place that no one should go. It is like worse than, you know, it is the true idea of Death Valley. Uh, Bale kind of claps him on the shoulder. What's your, what's your name, my friend? My name is Kaz. And who might I be speaking with? If we're going to be partners in this, you should... Introduce yourself, at least. Uh, my name is Bale. It's nice to meet you, Kaz. These little men. Tiny, tiny. Little men. Very industrious. But we could be their gods, aren't you? They're, they're, they're four foot tall. And what, what exactly are you bringing to the table here? 
your your plants and corpses. You may make gold, my friend, but you'll need a silver tongue to sell it. Listen, Kaz, I I have business with the Empress, and I am more interested in the information than than potential godhood. All right, my gilded friend. Now, you did give me something nice, so what do you wish to know? What is the Empress's relation with these the dead that are roaming beyond the city's walls? Mm, the Empress's relation with the dead. Now... That is something that uh, I've heard about. From what I understand, Yama, the great god of the dead, and the Empress, they used to be together. I'm serious. They used to date, and they were in love. And as things go, it didn't work out so well, and he was banished into, you know, exile or whatever. And now he seeks some retribution against the Empress for, I don't know, her being a little bit uh, uninterested in his whims. I know, it sounds crazy. Great powerful gods, but I swear to you, it's the truth. Really? Yes, she's in love with death. What can I say? Who wouldn't be? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Bale just kind of like, well, you got a point. Then what happened? Why do the dead plague the city now? He's trying to get her back, obviously, I think. Is his cult allowed in the city? No, absolutely not. They shouldn't be. How long ago was this falling out? Centuries? Millennia? I don't know. Uh, So this undead problem has been ongoing. It's not a recent issue. Oh, no, it's only popped up within the last few years. We were in a pretty good place. It seems like, I don't know, people are worshipping death or something lately. It's very off-putting. He seems like the kind of character who'd be unpacking his lunch while he's talking about all this now. (laughs) Tuna again. Thank you for your help. Thank you for the information. I'll get back to you on conquering the little people after my meeting with the Empress. I'm just saying. Now, and he he takes you over to the side. Four feet tall. We could be gods. I'm telling you, they don't know what to do. Are you talking about dwarves? What? Smash cuts. Yeah, I was going to say, what? And then it smash cuts. Yes, exactly. (laughs) What a weird... I was not expecting comic relief with Bale to that. I was not expecting that to be the scene where it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're a good straight man. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're a delightful straight man. That's a, uh, also, it's beautifully, de- it's kind of fun to deliver like ham-fisted information or whatever, you know, lore, as it were, to you via some piece of shit who might have the details incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no. As soon as you were like, yeah, he's a grifter, I was like, well, this is, I guess, explicitly what I asked for. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be 75% the whole time. <laughs> uh, we smash cut over to Anapra, who has sat down, is being investigated for gold. Now, you see, what I really think here is that you have been, and they get more and more into themselves. They're, they're, their their tongue growing thick as if they maybe have taken a substance in order to understand your predicament. What substance? <laughs> Discern reality. What'd you roll? I rolled a three. Mm, I see. Well, mark experience. I did, thank you. And as your hand goes for their pocket, it gets slapped away. But also... From outside of any of your views, you see a figure like the. This is an audience view above, on top of the the buildings, and it's it's watching over the whole scene, and then you just see its arm extend, and reach out and grab across the ledge to another building, as if like the the bones like break out of its arm and it becomes like a grappling hook, and then it hurls itself silently. To, a, to the other building to watch the rest of the scene. Oh, man, we got to fight Stretch Armstrong. Dude, yeah, I know. I thought it was Un- the best bad guy ever. <laughs> Undead Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. I'm into it. That's yeah. super cool. Your problem, my child. And he looks you right in the eye. 
you need to live a little more. It's straight up and down with you. Usually I ask people to come back, but with you it's so easy. You're so hesitant. Look at you. And he pokes you right in the shoulder. You don't even know how to live, and therefore you're just watching the world go by as you die. The gold inside of you is all but rusted up. Pokes you again. Mm. See, you can't even pokes you again. Stop. If it were up to me, I'd tell you one thing. Lose yourself. Lose whatever you've got going on. Because it's stopping you from being who you are. Anep like stares at the ground really hard hearing this. Uh, I, uh, I don't I don't think I can. Please don't touch me anymore. Um, this has been wonderful. I'm going to take uh, my my leave now. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you. Live, thank thank you. I will. What did you take there? Pardon? I um. Oh, you, that's not for you. Could it be? That's for the readers. And seen as you seem like someone who maybe doesn't have a lot of money and obviously doesn't understand themselves, I believe I have no more time. Have a good rest of your day, sir. Anep thinks about doing something and then just, like, sulks outside, out of the tent. As you get about five to ten yards away, see, you should have done something there, and you didn't. Uh, did you buy some some makeup, then, for your face? The rest of them are looking for you. I went to come find you because you were over here, and they didn't seem to see you, even though you stick out like a, like a, like a, like a thumb. Thank you, Lancer. Thank you. Let's go rejoin our friends, shall we? As you thrust your arm out to direct him to lead the way, he grabs it in in his hand and, like, takes you and leads you forward by the hand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you two, I think this is a beautiful, like, recombining is that Lancer then bumps into Anap, who is sauntering away from that situation, hearing the cackles of of the, the spiritual guidance. See? I I got him too. Hey, I end up. I I yank my hand out from his grip. (laughs) Good work, Lancer. Hey, old man, how are you feeling? And I look you like dead in the eyes. Uh, Trying to trying to figure out if you've been uh, you know, off doing what you do. I could be doing better, Rukaz Kozakad. Glad to hear it. All right, let's find the grumpy one. What? You scared me. Mm. (laughs) Turns out the Empress used to be involved with this god of death, at least according to the people here. I've little interest in being coming entangled in a lover's spat, if I'm being perfectly honest. How does an Empress get involved with a wizard who raises the dead? I'm starting to think that perhaps Empress could mean something more abstract than actually ruling an empire. She could be, it could be a title. I've known a couple gods they've known to be called. Who've gone by things like king or lord. It's it's not unlikely that one could go by Empress too. Perhaps she's a higher station than she seems on her face. She is the Empress though. For this whole land, she protects all of us. Thank you, Lancer. Nope. She's doing a great job. <laughs> she makes her the city of Paru safe, as does her daughter while she's gone. Right. Where can we go and get ready so that we can meet the Empress's daughter? I believe you have accommodations near near the city center. And I was supposed to take you there. I can now if you're all done shopping. Yes, Lancer, that's what I said. <laughs> take us there. Okay. And and Lancer like shuffles. I've realized that Lancer walks with his arms at his sides and like his shoulders do this ugly like walking man thing. Uh, <laughs> he, he waddles. Yeah, more or less. You I, I picture him as a dumpy man. He's very. That's dumpy. how I would. That's how I would picture. It, it, shapely. It, it. I think that in different <laughs> games, this character would be like really serious because his whole job is to like you know make sure that corpses don't raise from the dead. But they were like, your job is just to poke holes in dead things and maybe come back. He t- but, but Lancer does take you to a beautiful little let's call it let's call it like a a, a hotel more or less, like a, a place where people stay and get prepared and 
leads you up onto the second floor. Here's a room for you. As far as I understand it from NG, you're gonna go see a show tonight, yes? What? Well, yeah, it's traditional. It's the show of the rising of the dragon. I'm I'm sorry, did you say the rising of the dragon? Yeah. I love the rising of the dragon. It was quite popular in my hometown. It was at the... I really like the metamorphosis that the protagonist takes from human to, well... (laughs) Ascendancy, it's very nice, yes. Is there any chance that, uh, what kind of seats do we have? I believe you're guests of the Empress's daughter, so you'll be down in front. And what sort of rigging do they have for the dragon to fly on? Very sophisticated rigging. Lancer, can we go and freshen up from the road before we perhaps meet the Empress's daughter? Absolutely. There should be a hot spring on the back side of the building. Great. And I'm going to stride through and head to that. Yeah, Bail also is just like, <laughs> nope, not done with this conversation. <laughs> so, um, is, is, is there... Yeah, in the larger places that I've seen the the, the play, and uh, there was a great deal of, of fog to mask the, the stage. Oh my god! And up Ra was a theater nerd when he yeah, one hundred percent. What is shocking about this? <laughs> I thought <laughs> I just suddenly clicked into place. I uh, helped to mask the the stage door where the the the, the protagonist could uh, duck down and take on the the the, the, the dragon aspect and then rise up it was quite entertaining is there something like that here do they use real fire i i have such sights to show you (laughs) they use real fire and smoke and get this a chosen one from the crowd do they die for real in this I don't know. I've never seen anyone come back for a second viewing who was the chosen one. It could be amazing. It could be you. I might even have to make myself seen there for a chance. They usually don't choose the back row, but you never know. They might choose me to be the chosen one with the sword. I'm I'm sure one of these two fuddy duddies would be a lot. Would be totally willing to give you their seat. You don't have to sit in the back. You really think so? The one with the makeup seems like they would very much like to be the chosen one. They're all makeuped. Are they the the other one? <laughs> you think? <laughs> I like. <laughs> and he puts his hand behind his back. Do you think you could talk to him? About maybe switching the for the back seat. <laughs> uh, so hard cut uh, to you boys splashing into the hot springs behind the uh, the area. Yeah. It is absolutely lovely, rejuvenating a place for you to get clean. You know, if perfect. You have, yeah, if you guys have anything specific you guys want to do, otherwise. I mean, the the big thing is like I'm getting my makeup off so I can reapply this new makeup. Oh, this I love it. Is yeah. why I wanted to do this, but. Other than that, like it's also just yeah, that's this would literally be the first thing that we do getting in from town is like we need to go get clean. We're gross. Yeah, we're covered mm-hmm. in gore. <laughs> exactly, and you've definitely like understood the situation of this town and how cleanliness is important. That all happens. Y'all get clean, and night falls. Is there anything you guys want to do particularly? Otherwise, we'll go straight to the the theater. I think we've done enough bullshit. Yeah, cool. we've done yeah, yeah. yeah. Really cool. yeah we'll I have, just we'll to have make more sure important you... shit to talk about soon, I'm sure. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I'm here to escort you to the theater. Uh, one one moment. Bail, 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 bail. What? You're not very excited for this, are you? No. Would you switch, Lancer? Switch him what? Uh, seats, seats. No. Ah, uh, he... I call, I call I call from where I'm like doing my makeup next to a mirror. I'm like, I'm not sitting by Lancer. <laughs> he can sit by me. It's just switch 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 Lancer. You can sit in the back. You can leave first. It'll be Please, easy. Please, Bale, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what if I want to see the play, Anep? 
high. You can still see the play from the back. They choose a, a member from the crowd. It's very exciting. And he, the pathetic little kid, wants to be part of the show. He's like 40, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah. No. Probably he's... I'm from a cosmopolitan area. I like things. Oh, is that what we do now? We all just talk about the places we're from and the things we like. He wants to see the show a lot. Come on. He can see it another time. I'm in from out of town. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a stinger. He can see it another time. I'm in from out of town. I'm on business. When do I come to fucking Paru? When? I have to cross the goddamn ocean just to see this fucking planet. Listen, if we're guests of the Empress, we can probably just get him into the front. All right, fine. I'll ask somebody else. You had an opportunity here to be nice, and you've shunned it, jerk. Are you ready to go, then? Five more minutes. He saunters into your yeah. makeup yeah. room. Oh, you look very nice. I, I like, turn around. And, uh, are my eyes even? Long pause. <laughs> yes. Yes, they're very even. All right, fine. Let's go. Okay. And he leads you through this through the streets, which have become less crowded, more formalized. People are eating, dining. It feels like a regular city. I think for the first time in quite a while, you feel amongst normalcy, right? Like Paru feels like something you can get into, be a part of. It feels nice, different, but not uncomfortable. Uh, all right, come with me. I've got three that are here for the Empress. Four. Four for the Empress. I, I turn slowly and just look at Bale like, you motherfucker. <laughs> they they look at their parchment. I am afraid it was only three for the Empress. Was there a surprise fourth you are unaware of? Yes. And who might that be? Him. And he just points at Lancer. He's a distinguished member of the church. Bale elbows Lancer. Of, of Ben, of ben uh, <clears throat> Indeed, every city needs its garbage man. However, we do not have a space for him near the front. Uh, is Angie on there? He's taking Angie's spot. I am afraid that Lord Angie will not be here this evening. However, you are seated next to, and they look down at that parchment. The Empress. I <laughs> assume that you do not want him to take her spot. <sighs> take my spot. Lancer. And he he looks at you and his <laughs> eyes are glistening with crying tears. I again look at Pale. I'm like, I just mouth. Why would you do this? Anep <laughs> <laughs> is not looking because he's like squeezed your arm like really affectionately. <laughs> While it is within your right to give up your seat to, and they turn to, <laughs> to Lancer again. To him, I would advise that the experience is not nearly as good in the back i'll live as it were then and you you all walk through and as you bail try to walk through she just puts her hand to your chest i'm afraid you will have to wait until it is more full and we have opened up seating for your section i i mean I, yeah. yeah bail just waits yeah yeah uh, as we're walking away on up just like mousy thank you this is going to be great you all make your way inside and you sit down. Bale, also, you eventually sit down. And right before the start of the show, the lights go down and the Empress's daughter enters and makes her way down the steps. And there is a beautiful, like, solemn, like, drum beat that accompanies her as she takes each step towards her seat, which would be directly to the right of. I have to sit in the middle if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I think then in that case, right, it'll... And also, of course, Ukaz is going to sit next to the Empress's daughter. Well, that, That's yeah, what I was going yeah. to say. It goes Ukaz, right? It goes Ukaz and then Anap and then... Yeah. Yeah. She makes her way down and then she places herself next to Ukaz. She's wearing a very white, light off color with the gold, obviously, inflection across it. She's wearing a beautiful headdress. And she sits, she walks, and then she also sits very austerely as she has basically like a foot and a half of metal on top of her head. It is very like a ceremonial in a lot of ways, in the sense of like no one would walk around in that, right? Like n- no crown has ever functionally been that big. It's always ceremonious. 
she wears that same thing, and she rattle chains her way down the stairs. And we begin the show, unless anyone has anything else to say before that. Uh, I mean, I was going to say hi, but <laughs> she definitely. <laughs> if it's like if it's like too formal for that or whatever, then I won't. But I think it, you definitely sense that it is exceptionally okay. formal. Yeah. Okay. I do. You care. <clears throat> Do I care? Oh, that's do I care that it's formal? Well, rather, would you really grasp that the formality of this would be? That's actually uh, so. Part of why this exists is to. Um, I wanted to ask questions of this of, uh, of you. Do you do you sense the 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 ceremony is informal of this? It's not outside the realm. I just no, because I, I mean, my thought is that I would recognize this as a as a ceremony as a person who was used to ceremonies. Given that my entire life was religious, essentially, like it was all considered a ceremony a lot of the times. Yeah, I mean, we could go and like just live our lives or whatever too, like, and that would be normal. But for almost every like public event or something that was like anything, it we like our caste was set aside and was considered like we had to go through rituals to do anything. So I think I probably would. But that being said, once it's like over, yes, and like everybody's sitting down, like as the play is about to start, I'm definitely leaning over. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. To be like, hey, <laughs> that's beautiful. And you, you see, she's also set aside in the sense of like your her chair is much right different than yours. You're you're sitting on simple wooden chairs. She's sitting on a much more luxurious thing. Sure. To to give you guys some idea about uh, the stage and stuff like that, it is a traditional no theater stage. So there's a, a long drag, if we're facing it along the left where characters enter, and a thrust up forward where they kind of participate. And there's also a, one of the things I just want to give for the, the people at home. The main theater plaza is simple yet beautiful. Dark and stained wood backgrounds illuminated by paper mache candles of all different colors. The first act, which will begin soon, will tell the story of unrequited love between a spider goddess and a god of the skies that ends in the birth of their son the dragon and that the we we do get like the traditional like halfway through stop there is a, a, a music that plays as well and the the queen does not does not move from her place and she sits there very stoically as there's like a 10 minute intermission and then we go, then it kind of goes back into the night into the darkness and we have the second act during that second act we see a lot more going on. And I think it begins here. The camera shifts up from where we've been focusing on the play itself, and especially you guys in the front row, towards Bale. And as the second aspect starts, the second act, you hear someone over your shoulder. Are you enjoying yourself then? Yeah, so as the the camera pans to Bale, he, he's like not paying attention at all. He's like using his powers to fuck with the gold in his knuckles and like make it into drawings and shapes. His his ADD has just got the hold of him, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, cool." I'm just like, "You're just he's like making him into little mountains and stuff, and not paying any attention." You're at church making shadow puppets with your own. Yeah, hands. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> classic. He like turns to look over his shoulder. What? What? You just see this head in the darkness around you. Uh, no, not particularly. What brings you to Paru? Just a head in the darkness. A, yeah. A people head? Uh, a people head, but its neck does seem stretched from outside the darkness in an unhuman way. Uh, searching for some a purpose, I suppose. Are you sure that Cretan Engie didn't bring you here to try and kill my master again? Well, no. I who your master? You should understand the world greater than you do now. She will show you the worst of us. Don't let her lie to you. I'll be back soon. Nice to chat with you, Bale. And he, his head just <laughs> into the darkness. At that same time, we go back down into the front rows. We see the rising of the great dragon put on stage. This young man 
in a mask, a dragon, a, a traditional kind of like dragon mask. Like think of those like demon, like death masks. That's what he's been wearing this whole time. And we get the, the whole cinematic aspect of the smoke bursting out and him becoming the dragon. And we see servants come around and they seem to be pointing at the audience in tandem, like two people who move as one. And they're hovering over the audience, making their mark, extending their finger. And they're just about to land upon Lancer when they go to the left and they land upon Akaz and they extend this wooden sword to him and gesture towards what the dragon has been fighting this whole time, this giant spider demon that has been doing a very intricate dance back and forth in a fighting kind of like mimicked fighting way with the dragon. And they extend this wooden katana to you and say, and the whole crowd says in unison, "Slay him!" Lucas, what do you do? Uh, yep. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna take the handle of the katana and like turn and kind of like grin uh, at the empress's daughter. Uh, who's mm, what would that? What would that title be? Princess, I guess. What do you call a? Oh, that's a, that's an interesting thing. They have just called her the Empress insofar. They do just, okay. In, in like ceremonial, like when they said like, the Empress is entering. They Got just it. called okay. her the Empress. So yeah, then I, I look over at the Empress and grin, right? Like, eh, you set me up. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. And take it and then walk towards the spider demon. Yep. I'm like hefting it because it feels really like I'm so used to fighting with what I'm used to fighting with that this feels really awkward. Plus it's all just wood. So it's like doubly not right. But I like get a feel for it and kind of twirl it around a little bit. And as I then approach, I like get into what I would normally consider like an actual, like my actual fighting stance for, for ritual combat. And you see across from you, the spider, like get into the, you get into like a dance position to create like the symbology of like a threatening strike. Why don't you roll Defy Danger plus Charisma? Cool. Uh, that's a nine. You go back and forth and create, a, I think, what is seen by the audience and perceived by the audience to be an absolutely beautiful battle to the death. Because you understand the ceremony of this, and I think you also based on the aspect of you knew this was a wooden katana, understood that it was not meant to actually be potentially to the death, right? Like that, or to, right. to harm, that it was to... This isn't, this isn't fully ritualized combat to the sense that I'm used to. Exactly. And right. you beautifully do that, and you slay the spider, and you see all of its legs contract in, and there's a beautiful moment where streamers just shoot out from its stomach, right? The actor inside like throws streamers, red streamers out, to to create awesome. the sense of of like the death, great gouts of blood. Yep, and you stab her through, and all of that happens. And then around you, and those papier mache little candles that were illuminating the room in different colors just start to. <laughs> they all start to like go up in flames, start to lick out from around the area, and enlighten the room. And jets shut across the stage as this flame like picks up around you. And everyone starts screaming.
okay. <laughs> it's oh, a, I get it's it a now. solo mission again, Lancer. <laughs> Have fun out there, big guy. <laughs> okay. What if I get in trouble? Well, pray to pray to your gods that they they save you. Pray okay. to Benza. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Benza will save me. The Empress will save C- me. Can hey, I Benza. have a weapon? No, hey, we're just Benza. calling you the Lancer. It's, it's me again, Lancer. <laughs> it's been a while since I've chatted with you. Please help me. I'm about to get eaten by the dead. <laughs> Starlog 1005. <laughs> I'm out at it again. The dead have risen. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> They, they bit me again. <laughs> I don't seem to want to turn. <laughs> oh, he's sad because he won't become a zombie. He doesn't belong anywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> like, ah, I'll bite you all right. And it's like, oh, you didn't even turn? Like, what the fuck are you? He's like, I don't know. We'll lose. Perhaps I'm so undesirable that death won't even take me. Please take me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is, this is a good bit. This, this is, is a very good, good. I'm glad that, Yeah, I'm glad that Lancer has become like... A fully fleshed out character. <laughs> His ennui extends beyond the mortality of man. <laughs>